0: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.
1: You're listening to Theater and College Hoops. I'm Subi, Alongside me is Taylor Damel. We're brought to you by Dash Radio and the Barnburner Podcast Network. Go subscribe to the podcast on whichever device you use. I actually heard John Horford subscribe, so you should as well. Completely forgot Al Horford's little brother played Division One basketball, but I was reading Anna Horford, their sister's tweet, who is a Rocket, by the way. But reading her tweet, and she said something about John Horford, so completely forgot about him. Check out the website at the Barnburner.com. That's the-barnburner.com. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at CBB Theater. You should also follow me at suby 232 to find out where the feet is and Taylor at Taylor Damel. We're sponsored by Blue Note, artfully crafted, small batch bourbon distilled in Memphis and honoring the Memphis blues. Be noteworthy Memphis. 14 weeks remaining, Taylor, until college basketball season starts. Rothstein tweet, again, got to keep the Rothstein references going strong, but 14 weeks until college basketball kicks off, and we're slowly but surely getting through these dog days of summer, man. Well,
0: that means we're under 100 days then. Barely, barely under 100 days, but that's, I mean, that's good. We're, it's, it's just rough out here right now. It's that classic time of year where all the top 10 plays on SportsCenter are just some version of a double play or like someone had to reach above their head for a catch on the warning track, and this is supposed to be a notable play, even though it happens in every single inning of every single game in baseball, and I'm just ready to be done with that.
1: Well, we got Bachelor, right?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, we got that. That's real television right there, but that's for another podcast, I'd say.
1: So... What we've been trying to do now is finding creative ways of stringing together these weeks in the, in the off season. And an idea that Taylor and I had was to discuss some of college, uh, some, some universities and schools best years for both college basketball and college football, college football right around the corner. And so what we decided to do was bring in our buddy, Christopher Jason. I'm going to just call him CJ throughout this entire podcast for all the theater goers listening right now. uh, That's, I'm not going to call him Chris. Can't do it. But he is the owner and editor of Roto Street Journal. CJ, before we dive into this topic of schools that have had both great college basketball and college football seasons and the criteria that we're looking at, on your podcast, you guys had Adam Schefter recently, didn't you?
2: Yeah, that actually dropped today. It, um it went pretty well. I actually wasn't involved with it, but um <laughs> yeah, the other, the other. I'm more of the uh, the editorial side, but I still I dabble a little bit of podcasts, but not too much.
1: I mean, that's probably the closest that we'll get to Adam Adam Schefter on any sort of podcast. So I'd like to describe him. I mean, he's a friend of your podcast. So you being on this podcast, he is now a friend of our podcast. Yeah.
2: Yeah, actually, I um I had to slide into his DMs today for the last time after he tickled us the last few weeks and um, <laughs> tried to get that last retweet to his 7 million followers, but got the red and no reply. So <laughs> I think our our friendship's now over.
1: <laughs> Who knows? I
2: mean, you might have him by the balls, right? Yeah, I, think, I don't know. He, so he did retweet a podcast earlier today from some blue check mark, but he only had 600 followers. So mm. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. How did, you, how did you get
1: him on the on your, your guys'
2: podcast? Um so my friend Dan Hegerty, who you know his brother, he um he actually had leukemia when we were in high school. And so he... table. So um so no it's not sad. He's alive and everything. Yeah, so,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah that's actually a good yeah. So he
2: met him at, so he had like a bunch of Make-A-Wish things, and uh, one of them, he went to a a Patriots training camp, and so he got invited on the field to like the Mass General Tent, and somehow just through connections, he saw, he met Brewski, met everyone, and then saw Schefter's, it was back in 2008 when Schefter, I mean, was big, but he really wasn't as big as he is now, and actually, what's funny is that, so he followed him, followed him back, and he actually retweeted my friend a few times, and one of his retweets has like three likes and two retweets. And so he was talking to him. He was like, this has to be your least amount of like interactive tweet of all time. <laughs> you got him, uh, got him on the show though. Yeah. So he just, he's been in contact with them the last few years. He'll randomly just message him and just talk about the Patriots or something like once a year. And then he decided to message him being like, Hey, I'm work. I'm helping out with this website. Uh, Would love to have you on. Like, could you give us a follow? Like, whatever. And he was really cool about it. And he's been talking to us ever since. So he came on a few days ago, and it just dropped today.
1: Yeah, feel free to plug plug that episode here. I I took a listen to it this morning. A lot of good questions. If you want to. Listen to a great podcast about fantasy football. Obviously listen to the one CJ and and his team run. They had Adam Schefter, which is probably, I mean, the only downside of having Schefter on right now is that's probably the apex
2: of your guests.
1: I don't think you're, you're not going to,
2: yeah, that's about is, so we have we actually have been talking to our old friend uh Wayne Williams who wants to get I'm trying to get Snoop dogg on the podcast but wow. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting led down a trail right now by Wayne and then I just saw him actually post something on oh, Yeah,
0: today he just posted a
2: picture with Snoop yeah. dogg today. I've been texting him probably once a month for the last 2 years to get him on and he just keeps leading me down this long beach path. How, how many
0: how many times does he drop "uh" while yeah. you're having these
2: discussions? <laughs> We had a nice uh, blacked out call during NBA free agency that I don't remember. But
0: <laughs> uh, Subi, Subi, who is your is roasting your peak of the mountaintop to have on this podcast?
1: Easily, that is that is the white rhino or the great white buffalo. Say white rhino too, but just <laughs> he's, he's like a leprechaun that I'm trying to chase, and I don't think I'll ever get to him. And to be quite honest, I don't know if I want to get to him because then. What is, what is the, uh-uh. what's the point? <laughs> right. I, mean, I don't yeah, think I'd, I, I just don't think I'd have enough time to ask him all the questions that I want.
0: So, would you even ask him basketball questions or would it be more like food recommendations and what his favorite like uh, idioms and analogies and stuff are?
1: All of that. Yeah, I, well, okay. you know, I don't know. Part of my take already did that. So I'd have to try and find a true an angle. I don't know if they touched on his dietary choices though, because I do love a good like veal Parmesan tweet life altering that, that stuff's always pretty good. That's
0: like, that's like half of his appeal is that.
1: Yeah. But the way I'm, I'm sort of describing this episode to the theater goers is that this is like a hybrid episode almost like in, in, you know how Nickelodeon used to do those Hey Arnold and cat dog crossovers or like, Rugrats and some, something else, and they get different characters from different shows. That's why we're bringing in CJ to give us some insight into the football world. And we're kind of take a look at, at some historical seasons for these different universities. And quite frankly, some of the most, I mean, some of the universities and years that I've been most jealous of kids. So, again, the criteria being the football team and the basketball team had to have, again, those obviously those sports overlap and also follow each other, but they had to have a pretty deep run, right? So uh, New Year's Six Bowl or a Final Four, maybe an elite, obviously national titles. So that's kind of what we're, we're looking at right now, and I'll kick it off actually with, I think, a team and a school that actually doesn't get enough credit, and I think they kind of fly under the radar with how dominant their three years of success were, and that's the Florida Gators from 2006 to 2008. Just, again, some background. You have the big three with Al Horford, Joachim Noah, and Corey Brewer leading the Gators to a national title in basketball. And then prior to that, people always give credit to Tim Tebow, but uh, Chris Leak won them their their national title in 2006,
2: right, TJ? Yep. Tebow had his few Tebow packages, but yeah, Chris Leak was a starter.
1: Was Tebow on that team?
2: Yeah, he um he scored a few rushing touchdowns. I think he had a few jump passes, but that's about it. He didn't really throw the ball at all. It's
0: mostly just few he runs. Here and he then. had a jump. He had a jump pass for a touchdown in the title game at like the goal line, didn't
2: he? I think I turned it off by then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why? was <Yeah>. that? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So I actually I used to not necessarily cover, but for uh, SB Nation, I used to do some X's and O's breakdowns and stuff for Ohio State football. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not as not too big of a homer, but I've just been a huge fan of Ohio State for my whole life basically, I would say.
1: So, that 2006 Florida teams both beat Ohio State, sorry about that, but then they they come back the next year the, the basketball team, they win in 07, and then Tebow in 2008 wins his national title against, I believe Oklahoma, and so yeah. those three years, I don't understand how they don't do a 30-for-30 30 30 on that. I mean, I know it's like a running joke, but those three years of dominance, I think, have just been so overlooked. And it's not even just what they did on the field. Some of the characters, just on uh, campus. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's, exa- that's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, uh, like the domin- that's probably why the dominance doesn't get talked about is because the characters get talked about more than the actual like performances. I mean, just your combination of of um, Tebow and your boy your guy's boy aaron hernandez that alone just the two yeah. po- uh, polar opposite ends of the spectrum of individuals on that team the pouncey brothers all those guys just yeah. uh, un- unbelievably uh outspoken controversial uh hateable right. and lovable for some of them at the same time just and that was just what that was just the football team but you know you got a guy like yoakim noah whose mom is a is a uh supermodel and dad is a Tennis pro, you know, I mean, it just, yeah, the cast of characters, all in the same athletic complex, all at the same time, was unreal.
2: You're missing actually a, two, a few huge ones too from football. Cam Newton was on the O seven team.
0: Oh shit, that's um, right. He was-
2: <laughs> Brandon Spikes, Riley Cooper, Percy Harvin. Urban like Meyer had a pencil, just sweeping everything under the rug. At <Yeah>.
1: Glad you brought up Riley Cooper. That one is kind of the most, like, the, the one that modes completely skating by Riley Cooper. but yeah, you look at their team dynamics, it's hysterical, right? Tim Tebow, th- that's, there's that iconic photo of Tebow and warm ups throwing to Aaron Hernandez, and I think Riley Cooper's warming up like ten yards away. And then obviously, so that dynamic. and then even the basketball team. I don't know if you guys do you guys remember the other two starters on that Florida basketball team? I'm uh, trying uh, to think. Bre- Corey Brewer is one. No, no, no. So that's the big three: Corey Brewer, uh, Corey Brewer Noah. The other two are Lee Humphreys, just a sharpshooting white guy, and Torian Green.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't I like that dynamic with with those three and Yokin and Noah dancing like an absolute fool in, in front of Bi- Billy Packer? That's worth. But- the the
2: thirty
0: for thirty, more, more Mo Spates also on that team. I
2: was gonna say is <laughs> when did when did David Lee graduate, or is he a little like a year before? Who knows before? Oh, was...
0: Yeah, because he was wasn't is was he teammates with, um, uh, Udonis Haslam too?
1: Yeah, I think that was and then, and then before him was like Mike Miller, but that two thousand six right. through two thousand eight university of florida campus must have been on fucking fire
2: i think i've seen a tweet too that um what's his name oh ryan Lochte was also on that campus
0: yes <laughs> yeah he was, he was. that's on, on just just the amount of uh campus security calls let's call it that's that probably happened during that time would have been unreal is that the that's most not- tact- is that the most tactful way to put that campus security calls
1: yeah, I was just going to say that's not even including like Cam Newton's laptop stuff or maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, he
0: he <laughs> was the distraction while everybody else was doing their shit. He's like, "Cam, we're going to need you to steal some shit, man, because we going to need to take the fire off us here."
1: I mean, it's 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 stuff of legend. So I'm going to I kicked it off with Florida from 2006 to 2008. Honestly, I think in our lifetime that is probably the peak, right? I don't know the next time we're going to see back to back college basketball champions and then also a football and a basketball team winning in the same year and then the next year Florida.
0: Yeah, they're the only they're the only school in history to win them both that's in the same it. year. Yeah, that's that's one. So yeah, saying we're not gonna see it in our lifetime again, no only nobody's seen it in their lifetime. Or everybody's only seen it once, I guess that's the way to put it.
1: That's why I go out on the lunch for
0: that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well and they're they're also beating the same school too, which is
0: in more but yeah, right. Well, <laughs> so would There's we? A- would we think about Ohio State sim- similarly to Florida as as we do now, if they would have won those games? But Ohio State, they had characters in a way, but not quite to the same degree that Florida had characters on the campus at the same time. And- you know, I mean, I, I, is, it, is it as much of a story if it's not for all of these controversial figures? Because who was on, on those uh, Ohio State teams, CJ?
2: Well, I've, well, from the basketball point of view, too, it's all freshmen, which is the complete opposite of the Florida teams instead of right. it being the f- three veterans or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, want to say... So it's led by Troy Smith, who won the Heisman that year. And then uh, Ted Ginn of San Antonio Holmes, I think, was the year before. Uh let me see real quick. Oh yeah, we got Anthony Anthony Gonzalez. Right. And then um they beat oh, yeah, they beat Texas that year too, Colt McCoy after uh um, right. That was the prior year when they um when they lost to Vince Young. So they had a nice little rivalry two years in a row.
0: Was Beanie Wells on that team?
2: No, I do not believe so. Let me see. no, Antonio Pittman was the running back.
0: Okay.
2: But yeah, they started off obviously when uh when Ted Ginn ran the opening kickback and everyone thought Ohio State was gonna smash Florida. <laughs> and then uh breaks his ankle in the end zone and <laughs> just <laughs> then everything goes downhill. <laughs> yeah, right. Completely downhill.
1: But I mean that Ohio State team also had or that Ohio State I should I don't know how to teams I should say. The Ohio State teams had some awesome players as well. Basketball team starred in, in 2007, though, right? Conley
2: and Oden.
0: Well, right. And then who else was on that team that was an NBA player as well?
2: Um, oh, uh, Daquan yeah. Cook. Kinda.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I Daquan do. Cook, yeah. He, he,
1: he stuck around with the Thunder for a little bit, if I uh, recall.
0: Miami Heat, great. Daquan Cook, I believe. Oh, as really? Well. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I mean, he, was my, he was my boy for – like he was speaking. also,
2: like, the unheralded five-star that was highly recruited, but I feel
0: like no one ever talked about him. You're right.
2: It was just basically about Odin's hand the entire season.
0: Also, to get this. David Lighty was on that team. Didn't he just graduate, like, <laughs> three three years ago?
1: David Lighty, again. So <laughs> we've, made, we've made reference to Rothstein on this show, I don't know, X amount of weeks running. I'm going to make another uh, – Van Wilder house reference, that is David Lighty. David Lighty was playing basketball in college until he was like 26.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Also, freshman walk-on, our boy, your boy, everyone's boy, Mark Titus that year. Yeah, he
2: was, he was basically – wasn't he a uh, Conley's package dealer? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: pretty much.
2: That's what oh, we should have got. Yeah,
0: earth, yeah. yeah, both Indiana basketball legends.
1: That was a hell of a team. That, that, imagine having those two rosters in football and basketball and then having and then having to run up against Florida, who also yeah, had – Yeah,
0: like literally the only – yeah, the only team that could, possibly would have been better and, and just happened to be in both sports too.
1: So. Think about that. You could field a all-star front court – well, maybe not in the NBA, but a front court of Odin and Horford, point guard Mike Conley, right? Corey Brewer and uh, I don't know Daquan Cook rounding out the rest of that starting five, and then you could probably field a uh, field a Pro Bowl roster between Florida and Ohio State as well. I well that's, oh, that's- I did.
2: I actually missed. I missed one great Ohio State defender. Uh, Vernon Golston was on that team. Oh, there you go, big time.
1: <laughs>
2: great college player. So, <laughs> <And> Laronitis <laughs> too. Didn't really Oh wow!
0: Wow. So that's about the same time. I would say those are kind of, if for at least a basketball perspective, some of the final years where you had NBA players that were on the bench of your team. Because now everyone's one and done. You're in and out. There's no, there's nobody that sits and develops on this team. You know, obviously all of us as Arizona people to some extent. You know, I always reference like that Duke, the Duke-Arizona title game of 2001 had like, what, 13 NBA players or something on that team. And where nowadays you'll get, you know, at least probably three NBA players per team in a final four, but one of them always bombs out because they only played one year of college basketball. And then there's no bench depth for, for any NBA players as well. So probably about that time in that late two thousands, it's probably about the, the last time you would have gotten uh full rosters of like NBA players coming off the bench in college basketball. That we're like juniors or, you know, 95 year old David Lighty.
1: Right. CJ, I want to ask you this question, though. Who is the best best team of the 2000s? Because I want to see who their basketball team would have been.
2: Starting from 2000 on or 2010?
1: To to, to 2010.
2: Um, From 2000, 2010, obviously the Miami teams. Yeah. Uh, So it would be be 2001 Miami. answer.
1: Oh, God. I don't remember shit from 2001 Miami Canes basketball. I don't think oh,
2: I had any. Oh, I, oh no, I thought, I thought you meant.
1: No, 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 I did. Oh, okay. I did. It was, I'm just trying Oh, yeah, trying that's,
2: to- that team, that's the was thing. Um, I mean, you could do, I don't know if they were good that year, but Ohio State's 2003 football team with basketball. I'm not sure if they were good in 03, but. Was Scooney Penn on that team? <laughs> no, that was, that was 99. <laughs> <laughs> Scooney Penn. Michael Redden, Scooney Pen.
0: Let's see and, Yeah, as we
2: were, we were talking about a pre-show, I'm surprised that Texas doesn't have a, a basketball team at the same time as their football dominance in the 2000s.
0: Well, I always say that Texas is at least since the Colt McCoy days, really, um, they're, they're the most overrated football program in the country at this point, because they're back mm-hmm. every year. <laughs> On September 20th, they win like one night like, decent kind of game that is almost like a night primetime game and then they're back but then they don't do anything the whole rest of the year it's it is baffling to me that a school like texas isn't on this list like not they're not even close to being on this list you know like what they went to the sweet 16 with kevin durant right yeah i was gonna
1: say their their best year is probably 2007 when they had durant but only because They had Durant. That was it. Yeah, right. They had the (laughs) the best
0: basketball, arguably the best basketball player on earth, and like that, and that's the best they could do. So, it's always amazing that the most um, uh, or highest valued uh, college program or college athletic program in the country really isn't doesn't really sneak onto this list at all. There may be a top ten combination of football and basketball team in the country, and that's. I always compare it to this. I'm sorry not to reference our school, Arizona, again, but, you know, in 2012, Arizona was it 2013 maybe 13 when did we go to the fiesta bowl 13 14 whatever it was we went yeah. to the elite eight the fiesta bowl and won the college world series in the same year and texas didn't make a bowl game they didn't make the tournament and they didn't make the college world series and it's like well how is your athletic program worth like three billion dollars and you can't even make one of the three major sports they said that well you would never have to recruit outside the state that's kind of how i kind of same with like usc i was I just USC- gonna
2: say usc or ucla you could probably find one that year
0: well you'd think but you usc's basketball program has been good never you know and it's they don't even have to recruit outside of like 20 miles outside of campus and they then they don't really even make the discussion for best combination of football and basketball school
1: i mean ben howland gave ucla what four straight years of a final four and the three yeah three and the football team couldn't i don't i don't think they were anything special then i think Oh, might we, we
2: might have we might have Maurice Jones-Drew on one of those teams. Yes, right, right, right. Right. No, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know why Drew wasn't the first name that came up. It was Mercedes Lewis for some time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Dude, some teams, some like some some teams, both on the basketball side and the football side, had like really good individual players. But I'm looking for it all being put together and making right. deep
2: runs. So what, about- um, what about what about Oregon team? I mean, the basketball teams haven't been excellent, but they've been relevant, I'd say. Well, I I think
0: like the, the, they're kind of like Wisconsin in a way. Their basketball and football programs for the last 20 years have like alternated when they were good. You know, like Luke Rittenauer is there and the team wasn't good. And then the football program stepped up and then the basketball or the basketball program stepped up and then then made a Final Four, but then it was during like the worst two years uh, that Oregon's had in the last twenty years in football. Speaking yeah. of Wisconsin, though, they do have a Final Four and Rose Bowl win in the same year in '99 into 2000. They have they were Final Four and Rose Bowl champions that year.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah. As much begrudges me. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. So the, that UCLA, those UCLA teams, though, they made th- those three Final Fours. Their football team went seven and six, six and seven, and four and eight. And I'll give anybody either of you 100 dollars. I'll Venmo you like right now, if you can tell me who the head football coach at UCLA was in 2005.
2: I was trying to oh, was it yeah. It's a, a, a Jamora?:
1: No
0: No, no. Uh,
1: well, hold on. <laughs> was it uh, shit. Who was the: No, it's he, not new Heis well either. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, I don't think it's this guy, but he coached at Stanford and Notre Dame as well. He's a like black head coach.
0: coach?
1: Is this guy? Is he a black head coach or not?
0: I don't. Honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> it is. It, yes, he is black, and he did coach. He's. Uh, he's currently the wide receiver coach for Miami Dolphins.
1: Randy Shannon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> is
0: it? No, it's Carl Durrell.
2: Never. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and he coached UCLA for six seasons. Uh Yeah, uh, five seasons, excuse me. Uh, it's crazy. I never, I mean, Bob Toledo was before him and Rick Neuheisel was after. But yeah, but I mean, that's just, it's kind of the, the whole point though is like, it's it's amazing. And I guess it's it's amazing how rare it is to have really good football coach and a really good basketball coach at the same time. And even UCLA now, they just, they have Mick Cronin and Chip Kelly. Well, I mean, I guess that's pretty good, but they're kind of like, is Chip Kelly just, or is he even really, he's almost like how Rich Rod was at Arizona or at Michigan, even, you know, yeah. was he really a good coach or was he, is, is he the former good coach? Actually, speaking of Rich Rod, what about, that'd be a good one. What, what were West Virginia's, uh, oh. what basketball record? What, how was our boy Huggy Bear doing when, uh, Rich Rod was taking that team to, uh, uh, when they when
2: they won the Orange Bowl by like
0: seventy, yeah. <laughs> After losing to Pitt to, in their yeah. in their yeah, that would have made the national championship game.
1: That that team was so sick. Pat Slayton and no Steve Slayton and Pat White. Yeah, yeah. that's literally uh, all I remember from them. Though, was there anyone else on that on that? I don't Virginia? even
2: think they really needed to because they were in the Big East then, right, or in the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah,
1: I th- uh, no, I think it was the Big East.
2: Yes, yeah, so, I mean Miami was dead by then, and Clemson was nothing. Actually, no, Clemson was Clemson was even the biggest. So, um, so wait, what? Attack,
0: what know? year? What year was that? That they went to was the four, wasn't it? Say again.
1: I thought I think that was two thousand eight, maybe two thousand seven.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, because they made the they made the final four in two thousand
2: nine, two thousand ten. Hmm.
0: But yeah, Rich Rod would have already have left to Michigan by then. I mean, they were decent during that time. They went. To that was
2: the... that was actually in 2012. Wow. What? <laughs> that Orange Bowl when they beat no, no way. seventy really? to thirty seventy to thirty three. Was wow. that really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels it like well, Pat White I mean, and Steve Slade have been out of the NFL for ten years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve Slayton's rookie year, actually, I think he had like 13 rushing yards, and then never again. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, okay. So we've to round up thus far we've got Wisconsin, Florida and Ohio State as sort of the three big I mean th- those are pretty damn good accomplishments, right? So Wisconsin has a final four in a Rose Bowl victory in the same year. Florida, we talked about them and their accolades. Ohio State, even though they lost, they were still in runner-up title games. And then I want so to point
2: there's, out- there's one actually there's one more Wisconsin in 2014 too.
1: What what did the football team? So get?
2: that was so that was the year that Ohio State went to the national championship and beat them by sixty in the Big Ten. But they were <laughs> no, but they were ten and two during that game, and they would have won right. the probably the final four if they won that game. Right, and they right. ended up. I mean, they ended up winning the Outback Bowl, but still they were 11, yeah, they were three. They were right three.
0: there. They were like top ten all season yeah. long up until that point. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: I'll give Wisconsin that, even though again it you didn't have to say that, but all right. And then, uh, I will, most recently, I would say 2015, Oklahoma. Now this goes under the radar. We were doing a little bit of prep prior to the show. And I just randomly thought of, Hey, who are some, who are some kind of obscure basketball teams that went to the final four recently? And I remember Buddy Heald and that Oklahoma team went to the final four. And I said, Baker was also on campus and they were sick. And I, and I was like, I'm pretty sure they went to their respective Final Four as well. Lost to Clemson that year. And I think that was the first year of the Bama-Clemson sort of alternating, uh, winning national titles. But right, but that Oklahoma football team, that was sort of the start of, I think that was Stoops' of last year. Yeah, this-
2: that was uh, Stoops' at head coach and then Lincoln Riley. At- okay.
1: You remember, yeah, I, that you had brought up a good point about what was it, week two of oh, that Oklahoma team played Tennessee? Yep.
2: Yeah, they were um, they were at Tennessee. Tennessee was actually ranked number 23 in the country. Oklahoma's only ranked 19th, and they actually won in two overtimes, which surprised me.
1: Yeah. I think that's when Baker was born. Like, Baker Mayfield <laughs> had this, no, I'm serious. I think that's when he right, had his. No, a- yeah. He started chirping the fans in Neyland, right? And Eric Stryker. Was and Adam as well? The I think it was a linebacker for Oklahoma, but yeah, that was a healthy year for the Sooners.
2: Yeah, and I was just looking at some of their better players, and they, I mean they had D.D. Westbrook, Sterling Shepard at receiver, and then uh, P. Ryan at running back with Baker at quarterback.
1: That is actually pretty sick. That yeah, that's a good good roster right there. So I don't I mean Oklahoma basketball is really only Buddy Hield. Remember they had Kadeem Latin, but in terms of <laughs> big time, yeah.
0: what was what was the uh, did they only make the Sweet Sixteen with Blake Griffin too?
1: Yeah, I mean potentially. Because uh, I, I,
0: I assume the football team was top ten that year, but uh, I, I can't remember if uh, how far they went um, with the with Blake Griffin. Kind of same, same as Texas, almost I think.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people were and Norman were pumped about Baker and Trey Young together, and then Trey Young lost to URI in the first round.
0: <laughs> wow, you know how I, I man, I love Trey Young.
1: That that team actually, that Oklahoma basketball team started out super hot. Like there, well, yeah. I think in, in November, right, the month of November, probably early December, Sooner fans were probably. So pumped because the football team was rolling. Basketball team was rolling. And then Oklahoma basketball lost like nine of eleven or something like that. It was
2: crazy. Right. Wasn't the basketball not supposed to be that good though?
1: Eh, maybe. I mean, they might have leveled out, but they also had Trey Young who well, he
0: was, kind of, a, he was kind of he was kind of an unknown going into the season. Yeah, he wasn't as highly touted as right. yeah, uh a yeah. sneaky random one is uh um, Colorado in '96 '97 was ranked fifteenth, and they made the Holiday Bowl at ten and two. Cordell sir. with Rick Neuheisel as their coach, <laughs> they made, Think, look at this. Colorado made Fiesta Bowl, yeah, Orange Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl, Randall Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Randall, Randall Fiesta Bowl, Randall, Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Holiday Bowl, with Bill McCartney and Rick Neuheisel as their head coach. They had like. One, two, three, four, five, ten win yeah. seasons. Plus, This was '89 uh, through '96, uh, and of course, it, I mean their basketball team only had one one good year, '96, '97. There, but there are some random, you know, like Utah. Utah has had a good basketball program. They're kind of like they're the next tier, right? No. They they're good, and yeah. they're they're good. always
2: just they're always there. Like they're right. always have like right. like two losses, like in the middle of the right. season, whatever.
0: And, you know, a, a team that probably should be better in this list as well is uh, a, a school like North Carolina. You know, North Carolina, you know the basketball team is going to make the Sweet 16 at least every single year and is probably a, a, a title contender every single year. feel like they're in a good recruiting ground. feel like they have, you know, really nice, really good facilities. They've had some, a couple players, you know, foot, put on their football team before, but they never really do anything. In fact, I would say that Duke – now has a better football basketball combination than North Carolina does, and and Duke has like seventeen total students. Mm-hmm. Another
2: one that might be kind of sneaky would be uh, BYU.
0: I was, I it's funny. I was just looking at that as well, but they actually weren't. They weren't as good at basketball as I anticipated them to be uh, in those mm-hmm. like Steve Young through uh, Detmer years yeah. there. And I I feel like I feel like I remember them at basketball, but I guess now you know going back and looking at their rosters, and you like just the remember action,
2: them like beating Arizona every year. Yeah,
0: yeah. right. I I I, th- I just it's like I take Jimmer Fredette and think that there's was just like a Jimmer Fredette every ten yeah. years for BYU <laughs> that did that, and in reality, you know. But I think a lot of times too, looking back, like growing up, I may have just like lumped all of Utah into one like.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, makes sense.
0: Like, oh yeah, those tall white guys. Yeah, okay, right. That that go to school somewhere in Utah. Yeah, okay, that's them. So I may have just lumped those two schools together in terms of their uh of their actual abilities.
1: Yeah. I mean, looking back on it, BYU was electric. They were so much fun because of one <laughs> player, but in terms of their actual team success, I think it, that that team actually, you want to talk about a storyline, that'd be another great thirty for thirty. You got Jim Redette. You got the whole Mormon church and, and all this nonsense, and then Brandon Clark, who was- Brandon, been
0: Davi- referenced- Dave- Davies. Brandon Davies. Davies.
1: Davis, thank you. Not Brandon Clark, my bad. Brandon wrong, Davis.
0: Wrong, wrong, uh, wrong religious uh, school that you're referencing there.
1: Right, but, but CJ, I, I don't know if you remember this. Brandon Davis got suspended for- Yeah, having- for like
0: fingering a girl or something. <laughs> 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 I, don't even, I don't even think he did that. I don't even think he did that.
2: I thought I'm it was like, for I- having
0: I think they just like kissed in public. I think that's all it was, right?
2: No, it was, she was in the dorm, right? Yeah,
0: okay, yeah, sure. Oh, so they, yeah, they, behind closed doors. So even yeah. worse in that, in that world, right? <laughs> well, a
1: lot of good so, school, a lot of, a lot of good success. I do
0: have, I do have
2: one. Um, I don't know when it, I was thinking of Matt Ryan at BC, because when they were actually decent at basketball back then. So I'm not sure if it was that far back. Well, actually, no. BC was good further back, but I'm not sure if they were good then. They're like they were, Troy, Troy Bell, and like Mike Cloud or something.
1: <laughs> I think Troy Bell was before Matt Ryan's time. Matt Ryan was like Tyrese Rice, and I think they had that one crazy game against North Carolina that they. I think that was kind of the downfall of Al Skinner and BC. That's I wish we wish we had the shark on for to tell us that.
2: Y- what know, about uh? What about you? Didn't UConn make a like a January first ball? I want to say.
1: Oh my gosh, they did!
2: <laughs> wow. Because... Who was their ru- who was their running back? Please. Jordan Jordan Toddman from Dartmouth.
1: Do- <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was Donald. Uh... Oh, uh,
2: Donald Penn. Or something. <laughs> no, no, that's no. a good uh, I know who you're talking about. He was on um. Donald Brown. Oh yeah, Donald Brown.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, UConn did have that one year. They got smoked by Oklahoma.
0: So the you know uh, CJ referenced this pre-show as well. Michigan is another school that um, they kind of missed each other on each year, which which year they were good and which year they weren't. But uh, you know, and you have Rose Bowls in '88 and '89 in ninety two yeah, right, yeah, and then in that same time, you have the the big uh or the fab five on campus as well, um, like like yeah, let's see, they won the national title in in basketball in eighty nine and then in eighty nine they lost in the rose Bowl, so that's tough it's tough to be you know do any better than that pretty much that's got to be. Well, kind of I guess Ohio State losing in both those games is about as close as possible you would be to kind of that same level that Florida was on. And those teams, you know, those teams kind of for that decade of the late 80s through the mid 90s, those football and basketball teams were pretty much good at the same time. It's kind of almost like they alternated which which team was better that year. You'd have a loss in the in the final four and then uh, the next year would be like a Rose bowl win and then so on and so forth. But they were perennially top five, top 10 teams in both of those sports kind of right around that same time.
1: Yeah. No, I'm not going to weep for them if they get all that back to back to back, but it's a good call out. So CJ, we will let you out on this last question, man outlook for this upcoming college football season. If you were to predict who your top four, who the remaining four will be, Come New Year's time, who do you
2: have? Uh, that caught me off guard a little bit. Um, let me think. <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb and say Alabama, and then I'm going to say um, Clemson. <laughs> and then I'll say, uh, let's see, I don't know. I mean, the Big 12, like their defenses are just so bad that I can see them outscoring everyone like they always do. But still, I don't know if if Jalen Hurts can throw the ball every down like they like to do there. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, I don't. Fields hasn't. There hasn't been a lot of good word out of Ohio State. I mean, I love Ryan Day and what he's going to do there, but I'm not loving like what I'm hearing about Justin Fields, especially how they don't have a backup quarterback with him running as much. Should have kept Tate. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's. he's <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do this year. That guy he's, looks like Dan Blazarian on Instagram. <laughs> well, we appreciate. Hey, well, twenty.
0: 20- 25 days. He's got time. He's got 25 days till the opening kickoff of college football. So until he's got time his, to, to round those
2: into. Until form. his uh, until his girl dumps for like a like Josh Rosen or something. <laughs> 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 he's
1: yeah, apparently he's not showing out in camp either, so he's probably not going to get playing time. The Ryan for cool. Patrick
2: cycle.